I feel, I just feel so peaceful today. I think this is going to be a great podcast because I just have this alignment, this kind of centered feeling. And I think today there should be no messing. I know people like the comedy, but we should just really, I think we can reach people. Yeah. I just have that feeling. What was, what's got you feeling like well, you know what I did this morning? I got up early. You know, I have early classes on a Saturday morning, but I got up and I just went down to the sea. In the middle of November, and I got in the sea and I went for a swim. Swim in the sea? I'm telling you, man, it was magic. In I Dublin. <laughs> Yeah. November in Ireland is about eight degrees outside. And I got in the water and my ball sack went... And uh, then I got out and I just felt my third eye aligning... With my arsehole chakra and whew, man, it's powerful. It's profound. Um, I woke up to darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled back the veiled curtain and found nothing but shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been having a shit week, haven't you? I've been a wee bit depressed, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm not as centered. My, my third eye's never near my arsehole. <laughs> Supposed to, they, oh. <laughs> What's the name of the arsehole chakra? Well, I don't know the names bottom of any of the chakras, the bottom chakra. Uh, Welcome uh, to the Humber Dojo podcast, where we got our eyes and our arseholes all sorted out. <laughs> Whether you're swimming in the sea or not. Yeah, man. So you're feeling good. You're feeling yeah, good. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever done one of those, you know. Oh, so refreshing. Swim in the sea in the morning. I kind of despise people. Well... You know, it's not like me. Uh, you yeah. know, I I was with you. I mean, not that I despise the people. I despise the people that could just kind of go on about it and make it their main defining characteristic of their personality is the fact that they go swimming in the sea. But I bumped into someone just yesterday, a friend I hadn't talked to in about a year, and I said, what's the crack with you? And she goes, oh, I've been sea swimming. So yeah, it's the first thing she mentioned, you know. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Yeah, one of those, exactly. But out of the blue then, she just said, you should come with me tomorrow morning. Oh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been working on being a person who just says yes, because of my often my not to get too, you know, psychoanalytic, but I'm introverted. And my n my gut reaction when somebody invites me to something is go, oh, no, there'll probably something else I need to do. Or, you know, I'll probably rather be by myself at that point. Or, you know, so I always I used to always say, no, I'm getting much better. So I just said yes. And uh, she said, great, I'll be there at 845 tomorrow morning. So there I was cycled about 40 minutes to get there. She fucking didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was there only, on my own. Not only does she talk about it all the time, but she doesn't even fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was there on my own with all these other people, like, you know, uh, you've got you've got grannies and you've got like you've got young people, old people, fellas that look like they're chiseled out of marble, you know, and uh and people doing like swimming out into the like 
with wetsuits on, just like going for miles and miles and miles. And uh, I was there on my own and I thought, this is fucking shit, but it wasn't going to go all the way down there and then not do anything. So I got in and I lasted about a minute and a half. It was very cold. <laughs> it was freezing. I'd, I'd heard yeah. that you you kind of adjust and you kind of go temperature neutral after you've been there, been in there a while, but it didn't happen fucking quick yeah. enough. <laughs> so you've, you're, you're at like what? Four percent body fat or something just now. Like, there's no way that you, you, you have <laughs> does not, that really matter? You have nothing to keep you warm when you're in there. Yeah, you know, like me, I'm like a seal. I have that layer of blubber, <laughs> blubber. <laughs> just to keep me nice and toasty if I went in there. You know. Yeah, so I got out after about two minutes, but it it was good. Afterwards, I did feel. I'm not going to use the word refreshed. I felt invigorated. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It was good. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, uh, we... I'm going again tomorrow. Why? Yeah, because she's actually going to show up tomorrow. She... <laughs> <laughs> don't go. Don't, just don't go. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best thing to do. No, but I do actually want to go. I actually yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, go beside her. Go like, <laughs> like, like hide from her when when she's getting out. Be like, oh, that's me going out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to no. do that. Okay, fair. Um, now, but for me, I, like yeah, the past sort of wee while there, I've been feeling a bit down in the dumps, a bit depressed. Dare I say? I think uh, depressed isn't a dirty word. No, you can no, say, say depressed. Yeah, I think uh, this second lockdown, this yeah, just everything is just bogged down. The changing the 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 uh, uh, daytime and stuff. Like you know, it's getting dark really early, so there's probably a bit of that. Um, teaching outside, I hate it. I I hate not being able to train properly. It's a combination of everything. Like morning training, we were kind of almost handcuffed a little bit because we've got people on Zoom and it's great to have them on there. But then we ha- we can't just do, you know, the old like, okay, let's pair up for the class and mm-hmm. spar yeah, for, for the whole hour or, yeah. or, you know, or do drills, like commi- like committee drills and stuff like that. That stuff kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit because then we've got people by themselves training because uh, they can't have nowhere else to train. Um, so we're adjusting it for them and rightly so. But at the same time, it's also it's a bit frustrating for me, you know. Um, but okay, that sort of came to a halt the other day because Scott since he actually stopped catering to them and and got us to f- spar mm. proper show weapon with a referee and and stuff. It was quite. <laughs> we had Karen refereeing, and <laughs> instead of saying "yabby," he just went. Hey. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> back, back. <laughs> Back over here, come on. <laughs> Very distracting. <laughs> uh, that was funny. But yeah, no, but that, that got a little bit of the 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 emotions out, I think, the tension. It was. Building. It was really it was refreshing. Quite, quite refreshing. Not that we haven't been sparring, cause some, but, but we've been sparring fuck all because we have had the people yeah. following training on Zoom and, and if we start sparring, they've got nothing to do. So, yeah, even though we're allowed to train together and we're allowed to spar... Um, under the regulations, we haven't been doing it. Yeah, and I, and it is because we've got the people on Zoom, but I, uh, and obviously uh, you feel bad for them. After, I felt a wee bit bad for them afterwards because we yeah. did, we were, you know, me, you, and AJ were swapping on and off mm-hmm. for for a good wee while, and they were kind of sitting watching mm-hmm. on Zoom. Probably not the the best time, the best t- like sort of training experience that they mm-hmm. had, but. <laughs> it's it's our life, sorry, sorry, you know. Sorry, 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 sorry. And it, and there are sessions as well. The morning yeah. trainings are supposed to be our training. Yeah, you know. And when things start interfering with that, it's like 
there's you know Shido and Geckos when we open up the morning sessions to, to the whole world and the whole karate community and people come over that's fine because we're kind of showing off and we're kind of um, it's fun having that we're, we're sharing it because we want to and it's a challenge for people it's exciting for people but but then when there's people there and they're just I don't want to say slowing you down but slowing you down yeah no that's it yeah <laughs> slowing the sessions down yeah yeah like I, I can like having to explain the routine yeah that, that exactly me a bit crazy it's not that it's not yeah. that the we're doing you know super special advanced karate it's just we know what's coming because we have a routine that we do every week so we know when it's kihon time forward i think maybe that's part of it as well because because of the situation that we're in we've probably stuck to this to the routine much more than we ever did before yeah. now hmm. because it is like we do tubes weights uh, sorry, uh, Tabata, Chibs, Waze, Tabata, Chibs, Waze, Tabata, mm-hmm. Chibs, Waze. Um, but every so often, Scott throws in, okay, committee day. We're yeah. just going to do committee day. In fact, I remember like back that. in the middle of like hard, hard lockdown, uh, nobody came onto the Zoom, just nobody turned up that day for morning training on Zoom. So we were in the dojo with nobody to pander to and he just like closed the lid on the laptop and went, okay, pair up. <laughs> with yeah, yeah. a full hour yeah. of sparring. Exactly. It's great. Um, so yeah, I think uh, not having that kind of way to vent, like that sort of, what's the word? Release. That release of yeah. all the, the, the sort of pent up aggression and emotion and stuff like that. For me, that's when I start to notice it. So thank God we got the heavy bag. You know, you can just wail on that for a couple hours and stuff, you know, help you out a little bit. But no, I'm much better now. Like on Thursday, like after that Thursday session, I was I was back to my old self. I think I was... All you needed was a bit yeah, of a fight. Just needed a fight. Did anyone score on you? AJ scored probably, on you. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably. I remember I was refereeing. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy! <laughs> probably, yeah. But no, nah, it was good fun though. It was good fun. Yeah, true. Yeah. But yeah, mm. so feeling a little bit better, but... Yeah, I think it's a tough time. And then, like, you know, when we're, like, you know, it's funny talking about it because we actually have, have it better because the most, just now, you know, people listening probably are thinking, these fuckers are still getting to train with Scott every day and train together because we're elite athletes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone else is probably going, I, I am that person on the other end of Zoom. Yeah. You know, I feel sorry for the people in the, like, the adults aren't allowed in the dojo just now. So in the evenings, they're on Zoom all night. And you see them in their living rooms, their bedrooms training. I feel yeah. sorry for them. Like, I I'm feel like, sorry for them tough, too. Tough, tough going. And when I'm feeling sorry for myself for having to go and train outside in the cold and everything, I just think of it from the kids' perspective. They might have been looking forward to it all day, all week, some of them. Some of them really, really love karate. And if you were just not arsed and you did it on Zoom instead, or even a lot of people just aren't teaching at all, not in this dojo. I mean, you know, in other dojos, people have just stopped because they don't like Zoom and they can't train outside maybe. So for the kids... Just have to do it for the kids, man. Think of the children. Someone, please think of the children. <laughs> but we're also allowed to feel a bit fucking sorry for ourselves. Yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's balance. Yeah, man. It's balance. This is our is this is our job. <laughs> and <laughs> it's fucking hard. That's why right do what I fucking hate when people say you're living the dream. I hate that. I used to agree with them yeah. when I first started. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am living the dream. I let, It's still a fucking job. You still have the stress of work. You still have like, yeah, I'm doing what I love, but it's also like how you earn your living. There's stresses that come along with that. There's um, days where you can't be asked. Like, 
You try doing he and Shodan every day for six years, you'll fucking, <laughs> you, you want to go fucking crazy, man. I'm only two and a half years yeah. in. It's like, it's, it's it is, um, yeah, it's still a job. And, and yeah, when people go, ah, you're living the dream, what are you complain about? A part of me wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You teach me he and Shodan and I'll act like a brand new beginner kid for, let's go for four hours in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> You know, sometimes uh, some days it's like that. I can yeah. teach Heian Shodan without, like, I can turn, I can do it unconsciously. I go into a state of, of you know, not being outside my body, you know, thinking about something else. And then I come to and I'm like, whoa, oh, they're doing it. <laughs> Funny. But yeah. So, but things are looking up, feeling better, feeling good, excited for Christmas time. You, you know, know, I had a really wobbly week too. But yeah, Christmas is coming. Christmas is on the way. And we've got quite like, got a good bit going on. Like next week we've got massive online course. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> cool. There's another From one. Japan. <laughs> Rick Jackson Sensei. <laughs> and uh, the other one. <laughs> Scott Langley. <laughs> Scott Langley. Yeah. Yeah, um, Zoom seminar. This is the is this the first time we've done like a weekend kind of uh, Zoom course? It is. I think we've we've done ones where like, uh, for example, do we not have Morad on a Saturday and and Aiden Trimble on a Sunday or something like that? Do we not we don't do that before? Not sure. I think we've done a Saturday Sunday okay. before, but this is like a package yeah. seminar. This is yeah. the first time we've done that. Those would have been separate seminars, yeah. not just on subsequent days. But this time, it's like as if you've got a Christmas course or a week or a summer course or whatever. It's yeah. It's but it's online. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Do you know why? why? Because Rick Jackson Sensei has been doing Zazen oh, meditation yes, on yes. Wednesday nights, and I teach mm-hmm. on the Wednesday nights. And apparently, all anyone's done, Scott Sensei, Simon Sensei, everyone, all the Facebook it's friends. It's just and stuff. so refreshing. It's amazing. Like you're just, third eye in your arsehole. <laughs> they're really mm. they're they're third eye in their arseholes <laughs> this close together. <laughs> and I want them to be that close together too. So I'm really looking for I I am really looking forward to that because everyone's raving about it. Uh, you see online, everyone's raving about it. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait yeah. for a bit. And I'm gonna try and do it and say that. Why? You won't get anything out of it because your legs will be screaming in pain because there's nothing magical about Seiza. That is the challenge. No. Maybe I should just lie down. But if I lie down, I'll fall asleep. No, sit down. And you look into yourself and you realise, head body! Yeah. Um, yeah. Rick Jackson is. I haven't been able to log into any of uh, Rick Jackson's meditation sessions either. But yeah, all people do are rave about them. So I'm really looking forward to that. And obviously, um, Gibaldo Sensei trained with him a bunch now. Mm-hmm. He is one of the best instructors I've ever trained with. Um, Scott re put a video up of him the other day, just doing a application for the Hian Katas, mm-hmm. and it was just like, ah, ah, that makes so much sense. Wow, that's great. You know, was it, was it was he doing the applications on me? Was it that time he came over? It was. I think it was. The, it was the video was swapped between us two. Like it was when we was in the dojo. Oh, oh, okay. No, so that's that's why he was hitting me the first time he was over. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was uh, it was very cool uh, mm-hmm. to rewatch that. Um, and he's great. He's really really good. He's so strong. Very strong. It's like compact guy. Yeah. Um, and very fast. Really fast, like like stupid fast. It doesn't look fast. If you look at him, you wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, he's going to be really fast because he looks really strong and he is really strong, but he's also, ping, like, he just fires out really quick. It's cool. Yeah. It's that Steve Ubeliness, man. 
Ubelessence. U- Ubelessence. <laughs> Sounds like a perfume. <laughs> Essence of Uber. <laughs> By Guy Bordeaux. <laughs> wow, yes. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, Takanojita, he took us on a tour in Japan. Uh, to, to like a bunch of different dojos uh, some Shotokan dojos some Wadu dojos and he was teaching Kumite for a bit he's also very fucking fast oh yeah he's very fast is he um, how old is he no guy young guy uh, you know medium, I always need to guy. know how old they are <laughs> <laughs> medium guy uh, about Scott's age I would say okay maybe a wee bit younger than Scott Scott's quite old now he's very old, <laughs> very he's, old. O- he's over the hill <laughs> it's on the way up forgetting his name forgetting Katas what <laughs> <laughs> He just changes the cutters and then pretends it's always been yeah. that way. <laughs> but really, he's just forgotten what he taught think, last time. I think, that, <laughs> I think we're getting to it in a wee minute, but I think that's why we've been having such a tough time with him recently when Stop. it comes to training. <laughs> Get to that later. Oh, man. So he's a guy that you were in contact with last time you were in Japan? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was taking us around the place, so he took us to this massive Wadaru dojo. Mm. Um, so it was like this big sports building well it doesn't look it looks like just a normal building then you walk in you realize it's a sports complex we went up a few floors and this place like it was the size like if it was like two tala you know how we do the big greens and tala like but two big like massive the size of like two basketball courts huge place and around the walls was all bow staff joe staff um pads all these uh, different equipment there was a part of the floor that was a uh, tatami yeah. like tatami off like at the very uh, edge of it um, I had a heavy bag in there, and then this pristine wooden floor that was just wait—a wooden floor that large? Yeah, yeah, Fucking big, huge hell. wooden floor. Um, and yeah, the, the place was f- like huge. It was one of the biggest karate classes I've like because like it wasn't a seminar; it was just yeah. a karate class. But there was like yeah, like two hundred people in there, like more, more so. Jesus. Like it was really, it was really busy, like really busy, and that was just like a a Thursday night training session. Yeah, and there were like four instructors going at once. Like, yeah, it was cool. Like, really cool. Um, and yeah, we done like some really nice kimchi drills that we done with the trading with those guys, and then they were showing us. Uh, we done hangits, mm-hmm. but like wado style. Oh, so wado it was, it was, and I actually liked it better than everyone. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the moves just had a little bit more dynamic feeling. Like it wasn't like because a lot of hangits really slow, yeah. and they had you know they're very slow bits. But like for example, when you're coming over to that tatty. You reckon sort of yeah. position? They were flying up like, like it was like boom, bam, like and it came down oh. really quick. It was awesome. Like it was really cool. Cool. Well, little differences, but it made it gave the cat a whole different, different feeling, feeling of different cat. Feeling of different cat. <laughs> yeah. Feeling. No, it was really cool. <laughs> so we trained there. Um, he took us to a couple of Shotokan dojos, training with a few guys there. Um, but yeah, he was teaching committee for a bit, and it was he was very fast. But is he a Shotokan? No, he's not. He's he's from this other branch of Shotokan, isn't he? Yeah. What's it called? Noguchi Shotokan? Is that it? I think so, yeah. yeah I think Shit, right. we should have researched that before we started the podcast. It's on the... It's on the- <laughs> well, you've got, you've got the JKA, the, the Nakayama Shotokan. You've got the Egami Shotokan, which is like Shotokai. And then you've got this other one. I think it's called Noguchi. So, and as Scott was saying, it's the, it's actually the third branch of, of Shotokan. Yeah. Um, and it's... I'd, I'd never heard of it, so... Quite but he was, he was very fast, very good. So I'm looking forward to tra- training with him. Um, no doubt he'll he'll get us moving. I think you know, we'll probably be a wee sweaty session with him. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun time, and that's leading up to Christmas. Like normally Christmas time, we would have like a big course, 
to round off the year. Big Christmas party. Yeah. No Christmas party. No Christmas party. No for big us, Christmas scores. No. Very sad. Yeah. 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 Setting a very, a very, very somber tone for this podcast. Yeah, let's pause and have a wee bit of fisticles. <laughs> <laughs> let's go have a fight right now yeah. and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> Just lead on to the next point. It's that that is a tough thing, though, when not only with your own, like, own sense of contradiction themselves mm-hmm. is one thing, but when you're training with two senses or you've got a, a new an visit instructor or whatever um and this is something that i think if you, we, we might see in the kids a little bit mm. well rude sensei told me to do it this way well ross sensei told me to do it that way ag sensei says that we're you guys are idiots <laughs> <laughs> like what like have you ever been in a, in a situation because yeah. i i've been in quite a few where you have two instructors who have very different ways of getting the same results. Like, for example, like the biggest contrast I have experienced is Scott and Richard, mm-hmm. both very different body types, very different styles of karate, but produce the same principles. The principles mm-hmm. don't really change, but how they apply the principles is slightly different, I would say. Yeah. Um, Scott, very whippy and relaxed. Richard, very connected. And that's just one example. The way they kick, the way they punch, the way they step forward, the way they step back. Scott slingshots everything. Richard connect like times everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in New York with Richard, I had to quickly change. Like luckily, I had that sonographer thing, so I think I changed. I did manage to change quite quick, but I was like, okay, I have to get used to this different way of moving, different way of throwing techniques, different ways, different way of generating power with my body, mm-hmm. which was a great experience. But it was very difficult. But then. In some cases, I find senses get a little bit absolutist with how they do things. Oh, yeah? in karate. It has to be like this, like oh, that yeah, kind of way, yeah, you know? Yeah, true, true, true. Um, have you ever found that with the kids or with people that you've trained with? Or Well, like first of all, with the kids, um, when when they're brand new and they're learning my Gary with their arms out like that and from Heisoku Dutch kicking like that, um, you know, the, one of the really common mistakes is that their arms are going everywhere while they do it. So I'm trying to tell them, oh, you got to hold your arms still. And then I go, why do we hold our arms out when we kick? Come on, somebody tell me. You can put up your hand. Eh, because you're blocking it. No. Okay, why is it? No. Oh, it's because uh, uh, it's for balance. No, not for balance. Nope, it's not for balance. And then, Ross Sensei says it's for balance. That is for balance. It's not for balance. It's, it's not. It is. It's Man, not. if you're on a tightrope, no, no. how are you going to stop yourself from falling uh, but, but, on a tightrope? Uh, but, 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 but what, is it easier to kick with your arms out than with your arms here? No. I think it definitely helps with kids' balance. The reason you hold your arms out when you're learning to kick my Gary is to show that you can kick without moving them. I think that having your arms out fundamentally teaches this pullback all the time. Which, no, no, it, but it, no, that's it. That's the challenge, though, to have your arms out like that, no, which, natu- no, which naturally kind of makes them want to do that pullback and have and forcing and then for and for, by through relaxing your shoulders and your upper body, forcing your arms to stay in one place. Stenographer mind. Fetus College, first time I was training with Scott, it was kick without moving your arms, yeah. was the drill. I had my arms out here, and he's like, Ross, when you're there, you can, you're can you still moving your body, but you can't see it because your arms you can't, your arms aren't going to show it. Have it there so your arms show what your body's doing. Stenographer no. mind. No, well, no for, but I disagree with that. <laughs> when your arms are out there, I'm just saying. Look, look, if my shoulder moves when my arm is here, only the people who are watching this are going to be on, <laughs> when my arm is here. If I move my shoulder, you get about that much movement in my hand, right? If I do the same motion... 
you get that much movement in the arm, which is loads more. So the the my arms aren't moving. Uh, you're doing that deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I like I think uh, um, for for kids like there's a like obviously keeping your arms still. Anytime you hold your arms in a set position, it's going to help with that relaxed stillness. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, That's what I'm saying. But for kids, why are they why why are they flailing about to try and balance? It's it's because they're losing the balance. I disagree. Uh, uh, I disagree. No, like a kid trying to put kick, put kick and put their foot down in the same spot, they really struggle with that because they don't have the core strength to balance as they do it. When you see someone trying to balance, they move from side to side, and they get this kind of thing. That everything is kind of down, feeling reaching out to the side. Okay. When you see kids learning to kick, everything comes up and back and forward. Mm-hmm. That's but different. Keep it, but keeping this is keeping that that level like that that balance throughout the body like that that distribution of weight yeah you so they've got their feet together they've got the distribution away there they're kicking and they're they're doing that like this but because they're kicking and trying to put power they also flail because their body's like firing out but what they're but what this is doing is teaching them to keep that body straight you, you know what um, you're doing this is what you do when you're arguing with me you say i'm right and then you just say but I, but you're right I'm right. You go, you go like, but to yeah, say, yeah, to what say, you're saying is great, but also balance, this. Like, no, but to say, to say is that balance is incorrect is wrong. That's fine, but I just want them to, <laughs> so, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah. that's fine, but I want them to believe that the really important thing is that they hold their arms still. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like what I do is like that for balance, yep, it's for balance. And then once they, they're doing it without wobbling, then they bring their arms in and it's like, okay, now don't move them. Because this definitely shows, I think everyone can see their tendency to pull more from here than from there. I disagree. Ah, well. <laughs> You'll learn one day, Rue. You'll learn one day. <laughs> um, no, like you can have people have their arms down there. It doesn't look like they're moving at all. As soon as they bring them up there, that sort of having your arms and the hands beside each other, immediately you see these little micro pulls that then all of a sudden become quite apparent when your hands are beside each other. To you, to you, to the person training, yeah. Well, and also to the instructor. I see it clearly, like from there, more okay. than from down there. We but should anyway, probably move on. We should probably move on. But yeah, there you probably go. Probably spent too long Fucking, arguing about I'm the best sensei, you know, I'm the best sensei. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I find like, yeah, with kids with like a kata, you know, Ruth Sensei does this, we, AJ Sensei says that way. Um, what what way did they say I do it? I'm no, 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 like, like okay. just, just in, yeah, no, but just, yeah, I've heard like when, especially when it's a kid who maybe isn't used to being told that they're wrong often in life they'll argue with you they'll are and they say mm. oh well a uh, uh, sensei ru said said uh, I, I should do it that way and i'm like no he definitely didn't <laughs> because you're doing it the, the hell of the wrong way <laughs> you know? like i remember a uh, one kid an older kid a uh, one of the sort of teenagers but who's got a bit of, he's got a bit of a bad attitude mm. um and i was sitting here getting ready for the adult class and Oh, I remember you, this, yeah. You were teaching and uh, mm-hmm. he made a complete blunder of the kata. Like he missed out like a, a move or like done the move really wrong and you were correcting it. And then he went, oh, well, he said do it that way and pointed across to me. And I was, I looked up and I was like, ah, who the fuck do you, like what the fuck do you mean? Like, you know, he was doing like hian ni dan or something and he yeah. was like, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, and it was, I, that kind of thing drives me a wee bit crazy. The correct thing would have been, you know, Oh, sorry. It's just that Ross Sensei explained it to me this way, but instead he goes, "But he said, dude, it was just like also, there was so much also, cheek." And then, and then also, it's like, "No, I didn't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Fuck off." There was such attitude <laughs> in like, him. Yeah. Didn't tell you to do like 
uh, my Toby Gary in the middle of here, I need that or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. It was very strange. But yeah. Uh, but in terms of senses as well, like, senses who have different opinions uh, of how technique should be done is quite frustrating. Yeah. Especially when you're close to them. Like, you you, you have respect, a lot of respect for both of them. It, it can be quite tricky. They do say, though, you should, well, I've heard people say, you know, you should just do whatever your instructor is telling you to do. Yeah. When you're a beginner, that is, when you're learning. So, like, if you're if you're on a course, say, with, say it's Guy, we're going to train with Guy mm-hmm. online in a couple of weeks, um, Guy Brodeur is saying, no, nah, you, you should really, like, make sure that, uh, you know, the, when you kick my Gary, you start with a swing and snap at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way I do it. <laughs> you know, like like you go and then do it, and then when Scott corrects that, you go, "Well, he says he said that." Mm-hmm. You know, no, 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 you don't. No, no. Okay, interesting. Well, so, you might say no, I might I might mention it. I might go, "Oh, but by the way, I would." Guy told me to do it that Guy Sensei told me to do it that way. But it wouldn't be that has to be wrong because Guy says it's this way. Yeah. Would you ever try and argue the case? No, because like, how could I argue with Scott about karate? Okay, for example, like the contradictions between Steve and Paolo. That's the that's that's the interesting one, right? But also, they contradict each other even though they agree with each other. It's wild, don't you see? Well, no, well, here's the fundamental, and I'm starting to lean slightly towards the Paolo side. I have to say it, like yeah, me too, because uh, because. Well, no, because then when you when you're thinking about watching that clip of Guy the other day, I'm like, oh, well, Guy has managed to do what Steve does, so it's not just Steve that does it, but like that back leg drive to mm-hmm. create power in Yakazuki. Mm-hmm. I'm now finding that part less and less important in terms of power, like the actual, like the amount that we extend the leg. I'm now finding that just having connection to the floor and being on the balls of your foot, it's about how fast you can rotate your hips mm-hmm. rather than how hard you push off the leg. And I'm starting to drift towards that train of thought. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't generate power from the drive of the leg, because you obviously can, because that's what Steve did. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, are we putting too much emphasis on back leg drive and not enough on quick hip rotation and that stretch short and kind of cycle style of punching? Well, I think to do Shotokan, you've got to have back leg drive. Because we've got these long stances, yeah. As soon as you come out of Zenkusadach, it doesn't doesn't actually make any bit of difference. It's about slamming the hip into that front and leg, isn't it? Do you want to be a, a fifth, sixth, seventh dance still jumping up and down in Zenkutsudach all day or do you want to be a little bit more free? That's the question, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Like, stop, it's stop. I'm getting tingles. We're cracking the fucking Da Vinci Code of karate here. <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah, you, know, you know how... Um, uh, I, I'm going to say this. Can I say this? Ooh, can you? <laughs> don't know what you're going to say. So I remember you told me once that Steve Ubel doesn't uh, doesn't really buy into Rick Houghton's karate. Well, Steve doesn't buy into anyone's karate. Okay, okay, but but so it's true that so it's true that he doesn't buy into Rick Houghton's yeah. karate. But on so many occasions, they've taught the exact same way of doing gyakuzuki. Yeah, having that. That uh, that uh, synchronized hip and arm movement, you know, rather than hip hand, which is what the whole karate world does because it feels snappy. They synchronize, and you know, 
And then there were other things, not the synchronization stuff, because Paolo is definitely into the slingshot and the whip, and he'll tell you that's the best way to punch. Yeah. But there were other things which he taught which were very much like Rick Houghton, very much like Steve Ubel. Even though if you asked Paolo, he'd say, there's a lot of bullshit in that karate, man. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's funny because we did, and I, I, I've asked, I got to ask, a, we got to talk to Rick just after training with Paolo. Yeah. Um, and Rick was in, inquisitive about it, uh, which is cool. We were talking to Paolo about Rick and Steve, and he had his opinions. And we talked to Steve, and he, uh, people ask Steve Ubel all the time he's, when they're training with him about other guys yeah. and who he looks at, and he thinks, and Steve's very about it all, uh, in my opinion. But, is it, and that's the problem, I think. Like, wouldn't it be great to have the three of them? sitting down like this talking about karate talking about the martial arts experience but they're so like they you don't... know Paolo would do all the talking <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like ah but Steve Sensei <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do now <laughs> I don't like but that, but it would be but you never get that you never get these guys having this these dialogues having this open discussions mm. Um Holy shit, about the martial arts, the three of them on the like, 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 this is where it starts. But like, but they're very. But I think again, Scott Sensi says that really great thing about people who start martial arts start because of insecurity, and the insecurity only grows and builds. Whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But it definitely, they definitely feel precious mm-hmm. about their the time and effort they've put into what they're doing, and I think they're a little bit apprehensive to have a discussion where it might be challenged yeah from what little i know about those three men i'd say rick Houghton would be the least uh you know sent at least precious about it being challenged the least yeah. kind of yeah, uh, he'd have the, sure. the he wouldn't have the most ext- he'd have the least extreme reaction to being challenged for sure yeah, yeah. i think uh, he's he's got that hippy dippy nature where he's open to all ideas and stuff like that Ah. <sighs> But yeah, I think uh, I think I think I've just thought of my dream karate seminar. Yeah. It would be Rick, Steve, and Paolo, and then they'd all come on the podcast after, and we'll settle it once and for all. And we get them all pissed. Yes. <laughs> get doing drunken oh. kata and <laughs> Paolo teaching us weird fucking kata, and Steve being like, no, no. <laughs> And, and Rick, Rick just being, being like, like cool, cool man <laughs> <laughs> I love this new kata cool, cool. <laughs> yeah uh, but like I think uh, yeah it is like if you ever ha- find yourself training with different instructors man I think take I think the thing I've always learned is just take it all in when you're training with whoever just do what they do do what they do you might learn something mm-hmm. I've trained with a really I'm not, I'm not going to say the name but it was a really uh, I think he's passed away. Yeah, he passed away actually recently. Hmm. But a really shit course. It was really bad. Hmm. But there was just a moment where he went, uh, punch my hand, Oizuki. And I stepped forward to Oizuki, and as I, as I was punching, he just moved his hand back. And then I went, whoa. And he was like, oh, yeah, you, you, were, you were way too tight in your shoulder, like open up a bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that right there, I'll never forget that. That's good. I'll always think about that. Mm. And even though the course was diabolical, mm. I still got that from training and listening and doing as I was told, you know? I didn't dismiss it and go, well, this guy's shit. So I'm like, I was like, ah, actually, that was actually fucking, yep, I'm, I've left 
a little bit better than what I was when I walked in. That's good. Same for the worst people, you can always take something away. So just do it. Take what you like, discard what you dislike. And just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and if you start a karate podcast... You can say you just, some things. You just have to be willing to take the, the punches that you get when you see them again. <laughs> <laughs> they won't listen. Uh, we've blown enough smoke up all their arses. Like, I don't think they'll, don't think they'll mind us <laughs> yeah, talking about Yeah, all we do is talk about how great they are. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we've got some uh, some questions. You know what I'm saying? A couple of weeks. I know, yeah. Okay. There's cool. there's people actually want to hear what we think. Yeah. Guys, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send them in. We will ans- uh, answer them as best we can. Um, we'll answer them expertly, succinctly. Yeah. Also, and- email. We, we got a few emails uh, on YouTube. You can ask them in the YouTube comment section. We will always have a check and have a look. Um, Matthew Last was asking us to have more guests on. We have already secured our next big guest. We're going to announce it now. Drop the name, Ruth. Drop the name. Sensei Seth. Sensei Seth, the YouTube sensation. Um, uh-huh. The kicking, kick challenge master. Um, big fan of Sensei Seth. Uh, massive YouTube following. Great videos, great content. Check out his YouTube channel. He is fantastic. Really entertaining. Lovely personality. Mm. And trains with, like, for example, I just uh, spent last night watching about four videos in a row of him with UFC title contender and karate practitioner Stephen Wonderboy Thompson them two training together fighting together stole some amazing teaching tips and ideas for um, classes from that uh, some excellent tips on kicking during kumite and stuff like that fantastic content he's going to be on the podcast and I'm going to be telling him why his uh, guy is wrong yeah if you're if you're a regular <laughs> listener folks you'll remember we uh, we got pretty pissed off about a Sensei Seth video where he uh, tried to talk about you know three different types of, of roundhouse kick that come from three different martial arts which just makes no sense roundhouse kick roundhouse kick it's just roundhouse kick it's a roundhouse kick you've got a leg and you've got to kick something with it from around the way <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make a difference if you're from Korea or Thailand, or Japan. Yeah. There's only one way to fucking kick something. And I will argue the point until he tells me why I'm wrong. (laughs) 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 Uh, But, um, so, are you ready for your your question? Is this a question for me, or is it for us? This this is, well, your name was mentioned in this one, so so we we can both answer, but yeah. Uh, What, Rue, what is the best and worst thing about being an instructor? Oh, the best and worst thing about being a show. Okay, the best thing is that um, when I don't, it's it's like the living the dream thing. But the way it manifests for me is that when I don't feel like going to work, it it's really it's it's not. I've had other jobs, and I've I know what it's like to not want to go to your shift in the supermarket. Uh, or to to the filling station or whatever. I've done those jobs before. And that feels, it feels horrible. It's like the, a deep, deep dread. But when I don't really feel like coming to training or when I don't really feel like going to teach a class, it's not that bad at all. It's just like a, a slight inconvenience. Maybe you're just tired or, or a, a bit pissed off about something else or uh, you're not feeling up for it. But then when I get there, it's always great. I have hardly ever maybe once maybe a handful of times in the early days when I just started but I hardly ever finish a class thinking I wish I hadn't just had to do that yeah I always have enjoyed myself by the end of it and I always enjoy doing my job um I'm the one of the luckiest little fuckers in the world that I get to do this for a living so that's it 
I don't, I don't hate Mondays. Mondays are kind of an easy day for me anyway. Yeah. If I was to hate one of the days of the week, it would be Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. We, the Ross day. and I always kind of dread Wednesdays. But then when we're doing it, it's always great. It's never as bad as you make out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the best thing. Would you want to do your best thing or will I do my worst thing straight away? The people are the best thing. Yeah. Best thing about being an instructor is the people you're with on a daily basis and the people you get to meet when you travel and go abroad. And being an instructor means that you you get to meet more, you definitely get to meet more people. Um, I think it, like whether you, it's because we're Scots, working for Scott as instructors, we, we, have a, we get a bit more face time with a lot of people. People want to meet us and see what we have to say and stuff. I think it's a, a, one of the perks of the job. Um, for sure, is that people are interested in talking to you, so therefore you just naturally ha- get a broader net of of people yeah, interacting but, with but you. But karate people are a bit fucking weird, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, you see us. Look at what you're wearing. Look at what you're wearing. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a musician. <laughs> but yeah, like um, this is one of my musician outfits, not one of my I'm a karate instructor outfits. <laughs> they go hand in hand, I think. But uh, no. Um, yeah, the, the people are the best thing for me. Like, uh, I've made friends I will have for till the end of my days um, through working here. Um, students that I will never forget. Mm. The people are the best thing for me. Nice, nice. What's the worst thing? The worst thing... Scott. <laughs> the worst... Just Scott, yeah. Just Scott. <laughs> I'm actually worst, not worst sure. Thing. Worst thing. Worst thing about being a karate instructor is that karate is fucking hard. And sometimes I get, sometimes I get that awful, awful feeling where you tell yourself you might, you might as well just pack it in because you're never going to get it. You're never going to be as good as the person you want to be as good at. Um, it's fucking hard. It's impossible. There's, there's too much to learn. You know, you spend a whole lifetime at it and you never get anywhere, which for some people is part of the the allure of it. It's a lifelong journey, but it's also frustrating. Yeah. I want to get better now. <laughs> I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded in this dojo in, you know, in the inner circle, the kind of the guys like the guys we train with in the morning. You know, you, the Scott, there's Karen, there's AJ. All of you guys are so much fucking better at karate than I am. And it's driving me crazy. Maybe I, mean, I just shared, overshared a little <laughs> bit on the podcast. I mean, <laughs> fuck it. it uh, this is the real, like, real shit, I mean, people. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, but that's that's also part of the journey. And I think that even though that may be the worst thing, it's also like when you have that, that allows you to have that little bit of improvement, which is feels good, though, right? Like so. But I get that. Yeah, it must mm-hmm. feel like I. It's definitely frustrating when I think I'm catching up with Scott. And then all of a sudden he does something and pulls out the bag. It's inspiring. It's amazing. Also pisses me off. Deep. Yeah, it's always a, it's always a double edged thing, like, like a two sided oh, coin. I think I'm good. You know? The other side of the coin is that there are people who desperately want to be good at karate, like me. I mean, the way I want to be good at karate, <laughs> but uh, but they're not surrounded by inspiring karateka that they get to train with on a regular basis. So it's a curse and a blessing. Yeah. It's also like about you, like how how you approach it mentally. I think as well, like. Do you let it beat you down every day, or do you let it motivate you? And there's probably it probably exactly in and out of that. All some the time, days yeah. one, some days the other. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the worst thing is worst thing about being an instructor is when you feel like you've let people down, or 
or people have have, are, have got let down or feel let down by you and you haven't realized it or it's something that's maybe you're going to take you take it on the, your shoulders as the instructor for your students right so it doesn't matter what scenario it could be whatever reason but whenever a student is upset and you feel like it's your fault mm. you feel like you could have done it better could have pushed them hard like that kind of thing that that weighs down on me a little bit like if uh like i remember um there was one time uh it was the world championships jks world championships in edinburgh so we were the the home country and i was about to go on to compete in the individual kata and one of my students was competing at the same time and he made a mistake in the general kata and his dad came up to me and in the heat of the moment he he apologized a lot because we were very close with the family um or I was very close with the, the, the kids and stuff and the, the dad was very good. I was still only young at the time. But he came up to me and he was really upset because he thought I hadn't taught little Scott the uh, the general catas properly. Mm. It was the general catas they had to do in the semi-finals. To get to the final, he had to do go through a round of general catas. And... Um, and I, we went through it because I was training with training them as well. Mm-hmm. So I was we, we were two of us were going through them together, and he uh, forgot it, made a mistake, mm-hmm. whatever. But I wasn't upset that his dad came to give out and shout. It was just before I was about to go on the worst possible time to have that. You know, he was there and he was like, he didn't, and he was really angry. And it took me back. I'd never seen him angry. I didn't know what had happened. He just said, he didn't know his cat. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, what's happened? And, and he'd forgot his journal kata. And I went, I ran up to him before I went up and I was like, and he, he was all to check if he was okay. And mm-hmm. he was all right. His dad mm-hmm. was upset, but Scott was like, okay. He wasn't crying or anything like that or upset. But I felt terrible because mm-hmm. I thought, man, if he forgot it, that means I hadn't practiced it enough with him. I should have gone over it more. Now, in hindsight, looking back at it, I probably, we practiced it a lot. It was probably one, just one of those things, the pressure, not a kata that he would have practiced as much as the hands or his, his Tokyo kata, whatever. Um, but we definitely went through them all um, a bunch of times. But I remember the weight of feeling like I'd let him down. I was like, Jesus, that's like the worst feeling. Oh, man. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I was awful. like, and, that, and it's not, oh, you're in trouble for not teaching him a kata. It was the fact that I thought, have I not given him the best shot at meddling here because he's not done it and it's the same with a kid fucks up on a grade and doesn't go through the cat you're like Christ like I get that feeling when I, I have to tell a there. kid that they can't grade that they're not ready I, say, oh, that, I exactly, always feel that's exactly. my I fault feel like, yeah I feel mm. like I've let them down when yeah. I have to do that you know yeah, uh, yeah that's that's tough I think what's funny about um, I think the difference between our personalities is quite is quite it, like clearly exhibited there because both my answers about what was the best and the worst thing were about myself and both of your answers were about other people. <laughs> it's else, it's yeah. like it's hyper funny, extroverted yeah. sensei, <laughs> hyper introverted sensei. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Eh? Yeah. yeah. That's why we make a good team, man. That's it, man. That's why the, the yin and the yang. Yeah. It's yin and yang though. The In fact, you know what? There's yin. no and. You're not yin supposed yang. to say and, you're yin, just supposed yin to yang. say it's yin yang. Yin yang. Yeah. Yin yang. It is the third eye. <laughs> and the, and the bottom You're the arsehole <laughs> and I'm the third eye. <laughs> Wait, how am I the arsehole? <laughs> you can be, I, the, I, you can I be am, the heart shot. I am the senpai. I will decide what <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> you're the evil eye. I'm the third eye. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So moving on. Was that only one question? That was one Fuck. question. That <laughs> was the first. Only so fucking long. Was the man. first question. That was a good question. Best we're an worst. hour into this podcast, by the way. Yeah. It's going to be good. a double bill. It's all good. It's all good. Never it's just a hyper long one. Yeah. Only a couple of questions to go. Um, do we work on Bunkai? Is application worthwhile? No and no. Next question. Fair enough. <laughs> Could have said it better myself. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to go first? I went first last time. You go first. Okay. Do we work on Bunkai? No, we don't. Let's be honest, we don't. Do no. we... Dabble sometimes. Yes. Yes. We do dibble dabble. We do a bit of dabble. Do I enjoy double dabbling? Got yes. my wrist. Push, you're dead. Yeah. No. Um, do so. Do we dabble in Bunga? Yeah, we do. Um, so when Scott says he's teaching, he will sometimes teach Kata through the application. Like he will show us, he will show us the move, and then he'll show us how to use that technique when somebody's attacking you, Weezuki or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, the way that the kata, like how why the kata was made for. No, if you look at application in, in a real sense, nobody punches Oizuki or anything like that. So no, we don't practice it um, honestly, I don't think. Is it fun? Yeah, it's really fun. It's great fun. Making up your own application is super fun uh, and a good way to train. Uh, it's a good way to get a, a understanding of, of what your intention to to sound a bit like Rick Cotton, what your intention is when you do the kata. What is your intention? What are you trying to do when you perform this Grand Ryan Hian Shodan? Are you trying to block a Maigeri or are you doing something a little bit extra that will just give you that extra pam-pam in the technique? I think it's useful in that sense. Do I think it's worthwhile spending a lot of time practicing? Nope. I don't think it... Uh, even with the original kata, I think that there are better ways to practice self-defense or grappling or stuff than than kata. That's why I think martial arts like jiu-jitsu went their own way um, and are now fully on grappling the way that uh, full contact martial arts uh, and stuff have went another way. I think that to try and pigeonhole it in through kata is really difficult and a bit of a, a bit too much effort in my opinion I think that um, Jesse Enkamp came out with a great video mm-hmm. of application and it was very realistic tugging grabbling pulling and stuff um, that's the best uh, him and Ian Abernethy I think are doing the best application work online anyway um, but even then I think it's also even then Abernethy's done some Funny, dodgy-looking things. <laughs> That's for from sure. Time to time. Not uh, that he's not a legend in his own right, because yeah, he is. For, yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, do I think it's worth? Would I feel comfortable spending um, one hour a week on application? No, I wouldn't. No. You know what? If we were going to do application, I think we should just do application. I think you know uh, Patrick McCarthy, that American guy. Have you seen his applications? They're actually pretty brutal and I think um, I think Jesse Enkamp gets his kind of uh, bunkai uh, sort of philosophy from Patrick McCarthy um, but anyway but but there are dojos that only do that you know that these these people who are obsessed with bringing back the old ways and the grappling and the locks and the chokes and yada 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 and they they're really good at it and their applications are good and they drill it in such a way you know, they do flow drills and stuff and they actually make it so that when you're in a 
dangerous situation, muscle memory will take over and you'll be able to drag the arm and do the trip and yada, yada, yada. But, but there's no point in us trying to do that because we spend so fucking long practicing oizuki and mawashigeri, stuff that has no, no place in the context of a street fight. Uh, we get on Mawashigeri, do the trick. Okay, sure, but not. No, we wouldn't kick Jordan Mawashigeri. Not Yoko Gary Kiyagi, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the plums. <laughs> My Gary does. My Gary the golden kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big fucking yush. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like I, I agree. Like I think that. Um, I mean, we we've had Rokas on the podcast. For those of you who listen to that one, Rokas, um, Aikido ka. Very high level Akiruka mm-hmm. was very honest with himself. Had a sparring session with a MMA guy. Got the shit kicked out and couldn't make anything work. Couldn't grab his wrist once, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and he decided that that he needed to take a step back and rethink his martial art. Um, and I think that if you're practicing Shotokan karate and doing it the cat is the way that the JK standard is today, which is what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. Like we're all like, like it's been that way for a while now. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be doing the techniques the way that they were designed, the way that they were originally thought out to be. So unless you're in Okinawa, you're probably not getting proper application for katas. Yeah. Like, a, like, and you, of course, some people go and research, like Scott Sensor will go back and look at the original kata that the Shotokan sort of, uh, evolved from and he will give you an application based on that original form even then i look at it and i go there's no fucking way that's going to work mm-hmm. ever and even if it does work we don't we just look at it and we go oh that's the application and then we move on yeah so no we don't practice it do i think it's worthwhile i wouldn't i wouldn't personally wouldn't want to spend more i would rather work on being faster stronger kicking and punching harder moving like think something like for example, I would rather spend an hour on head movement. That, Combat sports techniques. Like yeah, mm. I would rather become a good fighter. Or or if I wanted to work on self defense, I would work on stuff like spatial awareness and 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 you know what's legal, what's illegal, and and that sort of thing. How to sort of shout for help? What's the best way to sort of create space and all that kind of stuff, rather than ah, this is how I'm going to break this guy's arm when he grabs for holding me. Like, no, just never. You know, I, I think I said this on the podcast with David Pope, but there's this ancient uh, Bushido. Well, no, it's not ancient, actually, but there's a book written on Bushido. And uh, one of the tenets, apparently, of Bushido is that if you're an, if you're enough of a gentleman, no one will, no one will want to start on you anyway. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> the ultimate. So it said, um, you know, you know the, the Japanese and their etiquette. Yeah. The idea is if your etiquette is perfect... No, I think the line in it is no ruffian will be able to uh, to confront you. Yeah, they, never, <laughs> they just never. they can't do it. They're like he's too nice. I <laughs> they can't. Never, never, <laughs> he didn't come out of the garage in Glasgow on a Saturday night before. Clearly, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. If there was a samurai standing there outside the garage in Glasgow, do you think anyone would fuck with him? <laughs> I've, I've seen guys walking through Glasgow with samurai swords on a <laughs> It's not far off. Like. <laughs> All right, you vulgar, vulgar Scots. You just don't understand. Bushido. Bushido. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the answer to that one. Uh, next question for me. Uh, uh, tips to improve your kumite. Um You answer that one, Ross. 
be fast, 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 fast. No, uh, I think I was talking to you and Tommy about this the other night. Uh, my thoughts on how to be good. At, like first thing, I always think that you have like for karate competition fighting. I'm assuming that they're meaning by kumite. Maybe not, but I'll, I'll talk about yeah, for, for karate competition fighting. I think the fundamental first thing that you need to get good at is countering Yakuzuki. I think that whenever someone attacks you, if you at least have the threat of hitting them first and are able to hit them as soon as they move, they will then be hesitant to attack you and then you can build on your offense. Are you saying that needs to be your number one tool, the thing that you can fall back first on? First thing you need to learn yeah. is how to counter. You need to, like for, for point fighting, where one touch can be the difference between winning and losing, you can't afford to to get hit. You can't just think, right, well, I'm just going to go forward, bang, 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 and hope for the best. You have to be able to pick the person off. So I think, like, what coming up, like, the thing that I was drilled at, that got drilled into me from day one was Yakuzuki, 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 Yakuzuki. I think if, if you want to be good at Kumite, you need to be able to throw a Yakuzuki as soon as somebody moves, be able to get used to as soon as somebody enters your space to throw that yeah, because I call it like the bubble, like your your personal space, your bubble. As soon as somebody starts coming into your bubble, you have to be able to throw that Yakuzuki straight away. As soon as, like personally, as someone who who fights, um, who shifted be- between being a counterfighter and now being a little bit more aggressive, um, and I shift a little bit depending on who I'm fighting, I know that if somebody's sitting low in their stance and if I move forward, they they twitch with their, their Yakuzuki hand, I know that I can't just go in. Mm-hmm. I have to draw that punch out first. So already there's a level of hesitance on my part as the aggressor, and I'm now having to play the chess game of drawing that punch out. Mm-hmm. And that just comes from having a good like point scorer just as like, I'm going to wait, wait, as soon as you move, bang, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. That is the, super easy to technique to perform. It's an easy concept to train. You just have somebody coming in at you, bang, coming at you, bang, line drills all day. As soon as you have that and you create that hesitation, then you then have the t- the ability to work on your own offense. And offense is a very tricky thing. That's that's the hardest thing, to be able to throw techniques together that make them create openings for you to score. So first tip is get a really good Yakuzuki and create doubt in your opponent. Then you're going to be able to, to start to give yourself the freedom um, to work on your own sort of offense. Okay, so if the drill is the line drill, where people will attack you and you'll counter, you'll you know you'll you'll uh, you'll do that counter gakuzuki. What is it that you need to watch for when you're doing it? Then in your in your stance, in your technique. As in, as How in, do you as throw? Is it just if you manage to hit them, then you're doing a good job? Oh yeah, as simple <laughs> as that. Like obviously, yeah. um, like like I've, I mean. Assuming that you know how to throw Yakuzuki, like drive in really low, keep low, throw in deep, straight line punch, straight line back, rotate your body all the way in, get as much reach of it out of it as you can, mm-hmm. and make sure you always come back to that safe distance. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Literally drive in Yakuzuki, come back out. Simple as that. When you're training it, don't have people attacking you. Don't start off by having people attack you willy-nilly. Have them attack Kazamazuki, Kazamazuki, Yakuzuki. Yakuzuki, like very basic Yakuzuki Mwashigiri. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you see them start their attack, you want to go in. Mm-hmm. And if you can just develop that intuition um, to at least, like not only are you going to have the intuition to counter quick, you're also going to then be able to very quickly see when the attack's building up to come. You'll see the tendencies that everyone has before they shoot in for something. 
and that's what you want to try and be able to read and doing that kind of training will help that a lot um, and then in terms of offense I think um, in terms of offense that, that will come like that's that's a little bit trickier to do to be able to put combinations together that open an opponent up and allow you to get that winning point that takes a, that takes a lot of practice mm -hmm. um, but I think tend to get better have that good Yakazuki if you're talking about um, offense uh, distance control you always want to be the person dictating where the fight's taking place distance-wise. Fight at your distance, not the other person's distance. And uh, that means that you need to have you need to have attacks from both sides. So you need to have a right, like, for example, I have a very good Chudan Moashigeri on my, with my right leg mm -hmm. that I can pull out the bag when I need to. Um, and I also have very fast Kazamazuki and very fast front leg Moashigeri that I can always threaten with at that long range distance so I always keep the person where I want them to be if I want them to keep them back I'll throw that Kazamazuki or that front line Moashigeri and that will stop them from coming closer if I don't want them to mm -hmm. and I can keep them at that distance and then try and work them into a corner work them into a space or switch an angle on them where I can then release that right leg Moashigeri or come in over the top one too which is my go-to sort of moves when I'm fighting Nice. So yeah, Close. yeah. It all stems from that Yakuza though. You, if you if you give them a reason to not want to come in, you're then already taking control of the fight. Uh, this actually, I said this one for Alaska is quite a fun one. Uh, who's the biggest messer in the dojo? Who is the the person who carries on the most when we're training? <laughs> that's quite <laughs> well. Fun. Actually, that's funny because it is coming up to Christmas, and at our dojo Christmas party, which obviously isn't happening this year, we'll have to do a Zoom event or something. But uh, at our dojo Christmas party, we all, we have a few awards that we give out, and there's an award for. Uh, I'm very proud of this award. Yeah, well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> we've got an award, award for the best technique, yeah. uh, best technique, and we uh, there's one for senior, one for junior. Then there's one for most improved, one senior, one junior, and then there's one for uh, best spirit, best spirit, one senior, one junior, and then there's one which is only for the seniors. Yeah, and it's the wee ball bag award. <laughs> And that award goes to... I made that to... phrase more famous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't, I hope there's no Scots listening now, Ross, because oh, they're, no, they're all going to want to take that, credit. This has definitely travelled the world way more than any Scottish TV has. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> the wee ball bag award. It's... Uh, it's the the award itself is like a plastic Viking stuck to a little. Uh, it's a it's a really horrible like thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't shitty, know what it is. It's a shitty looking award, but it's got a little uh, you know it's got a little platform with wee ball bag engraved on it. AJ yeah. like kind of burned it in. It looks really nice. It looks shit, but it looks nice. And um, it looks how it's supposed to look. Look at it that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's an award for being a bit of a legend, but also a bit of a messer. Yeah, it's like uh, I and mean, we give it to the person who we've I don't know been taking the piss out of the most yeah, or yeah. who has you know I don't know just uh, yeah whoever's been a wee ball bag uh, last year it was Brian, Brian Rooney Brian Rooney Brian because, Rooney and we basically gave him that award because he doesn't train anymore <laughs> what the fuck is it's because you know what it was is, is he because every day he would say I'll be down he would keep you promising know me, I, I, I'll, that's me I'm good to go now I'll be down to training I, mean, I, I love my karate, and and we and we and we and and obviously Brian's a really good friend and stuff, but uh, he would never show up. So we always go like, "Where's Brian? The wee ball back, man." And then it's like, okay, we're giving him an award for being the best wee, wee ball, ball back because he made mm -hmm. it to the Christmas party, all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that was funny. But, but the eternal wee ball back. The the people who like well who 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 are because I have to say this dojo has quite a few messes like 
I know, but there's only one ultimate, isn't there? Well, I know you think you're a bit of a mess. I'm nothing compared to... Tommy Butter. Tommy Butter. Go Dan, HDKI. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes I like to train really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy sometimes. always just wants to take the piss. <laughs> He's an uh, ape Dan when it comes to fucking being a clown. <laughs> Simple things like... like <laughs> I don't remember we were, we were doing Unsu. <laughs> In the middle of the Monday night cat session, <laughs> and it and it's uh, he's he, we've just done that a uh, you know the the oh, fuck, fucking bad the cry is now I'm asking a uh, shuto bump turn yakazuki yeah the the squeeze punch high toe yeah high toe fucking turn bump mm-hmm. and then he he's coming up for that sort of double camera <laughs> and I just come, oh yeah he just starts fucking farting but the fire isn't. Perfect, like zip noise with his drop. <laughs> he's just and he's looking at me in the act, like looking at me as he's doing it all the way up. It's and like man, the, I fucking uh, couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. And Scott's coming up, like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like fucking a couple of bobbing. What the fuck? And we were like, I couldn't breathe. It's like the way but. slow moves in karate always start fast. It's like this feeling of, <laughs> so for Tommy, it was like this feeling of, <laughs> Kind of like squeaks just, off at the end, yeah, like just like it just started cutting off towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, he's the worst. Oh, but oh, so many, so many times, man, everything just ah, oh, he's just the biggest messer. And you know, when he starts doing drunk karate, that's the best. <laughs> there's so many videos out there, oh, man. none of which are suitable for um, I've never for public some distribution. Videos I like we've I've said to each other, we <laughs> never show anyone. Because of the nick we've been in, and he just like he gets when he gets in like like but there's there a certain a, point where he tapers off, and you just cut like oh he's gone, that's it. There is a great one which is not too explicit of him and me trying Goji Shiho show in coppers. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, coppers is a big nightclub here in Dublin. And you'd, the only reason you'd go to coppers is if you were one very desperate or two very drunk. And you don't have to be desperate if you're very drunk, but oftentimes we do end up very drunk. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and we end up in coppers. That's it. So, yeah, and like, man. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Like, I, we, like t- me and Tommy in San Diego training with Steve one night, we had our bottle of whiskey as we do, and we we decided, we were talking about karate and Steve and how amazing Steve was, and we had such a great time. And then we're like, and I was like, oh man, he's hit so hard. And then we were talking about Jackie Chan. You ever seen Jackie Chan? He's holding the egg and he punches and breaks the board <laughs> with the egg in his hand. I was like, yeah. It's like, Jake, that's, that's real. And I was like, let's find out. And we went to the garage with the carton of eggs and we started smacking each other in the body with these eggs. And then eventually it turns into just a big egg fight. <laughs> Egg but you everywhere. can't have that kind of crack without Tommy. No, no, there's a, like that, that. It's not like you try and have that same crack with someone else, and they don't have the the silliness to keep it going. Eventually, yeah. they they have a little voice in their head that says, "No, no, don't do that." Uh, Tommy has no voice. He Tommy only has, has no a brain. devil on his just, shoulder. He has no it. angel on his shoulder. That's it, exactly. This is really actually quite sad <laughs> because Tommy's just left us. Oh, don't stop. <laughs> Tommy's moved to fucking Cavan, which is in a different province. But uh, honourable mentions of Messers, uh, Barry Sheen. He's quite quite a sneaky wee Messer. He gives out unassuming Messer. We'll be because he's mad for the cry. He loves his cry. Mm. But we'll be there, and and I'll be like, 
you know, say, guys, move faster for like this is the corrections that you need to make. Okay, so full speed, full power this time, ready? And I'll be like, okay, left leg forward, number and he will roar. Like, yeah! <laughs> like, like so loud. <laughs> And, and he'll be deadpan, like super serious face. Oh, yeah. And I won't be able to count. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't count anymore. I'm like, ah, Jesus. Um, Mark, when he was here, Mark, Mark, Specht, bit Mark of a messer. Yeah. Uh, bit of a messer. You, when you've got a few cans in you, turn into a wee bit of a messer. <laughs> no, I'm introverted and serious. I'm nothing but dogged seriousness. Scott's a mess. Me. Scott's the worst man. Scott, huh? Scott messes all the time. When it's not, when so? he's not when he's not teaching, <laughs> oh yeah, true. When he's not yeah, te- yeah, if you're yeah. teaching up at Kang Echo, there's always a wee bit of giggle and laughter and messing going on. <laughs> yeah, it's always yeah, Scott yeah. sensing in the corner. That's true. Take the piss. He's off, having his little moment. He doesn't get the chance often enough. In fairness, <laughs> the poor fella. Yeah, but you're you're like Tommy's sidekick when it comes to the messing. You don't fucking get just, away with anything. We just enjoy enjoy the messing. That's it. He 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 suggests, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, good fun, good fun. But yeah, those are the the that's the biggest messer, Tommy. Biggest messer in the dojo. Yeah, definitely. Even sure. though he's not in the dojo anymore because he moved away to the province of Ulster. Why do you have to remind me every time? Because I'm angry. He just left us. He left us. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you shall be missed. Is it time? Now it's time. It's time. Okay. It's time now for the. Of the week And I've got one I'm going to go straight in mm. Alright Now Don't be upset I'm already upset Don't don't be angry I'm already angry <laughs> I didn't do it I didn't do it to piss you off Okay I washed my belt What? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not supposed to I know it's like a sacred rule Of Buddha That you're not supposed to wash your belt but I washed it. And I had a good reason. You get shit on it. <laughs> well, yeah. No, not, not shit. <laughs> it's the only reason yeah. I can think of. No, I didn't get shit on. How would you get shit on your belt anyway? Know. Maybe you went with your belt still on and <laughs> it tucks in. <laughs> and you don't realise it. <laughs> How could you go to the bathroom with your belt still on? I don't know. Maybe you just love walking about the house in the crack. Doggy, like... Anyway... Uh, we've been teaching outdoors. And as I said earlier, you know, when you're feeling a bit, you know, uh, less than enthusiastic, you just remember that you're just doing it for the kids. All right. So I just want to give all I can to make sure they get their karate lesson and they leave happy. And they always want to play helicopter, even when they're in the middle of the pouring rain out in the park and it's wet and it's mucky and they want to play fucking helicopter. My belt is in my bag. So I go and I get my belt and we play helicopter. We play the belt of doom. People who don't know, helicopter, you spin your belt around and the children stand in a circle and they have to jump over the belt and when you get hit by the belt, you're out. It's just a basic little game. But obviously, if it's mucky and rainy in the middle of winter in Ireland and you're playing this game with your belt, your belt becomes covered in muck. Yeah. So my belt had gotten very mucky. <laughs> so that's, that's an all right reason to wash it, isn't it? But you know, I put it on then the first time after I'd washed it and I could feel that the... Just the, means like, you've washed the second down off and now you're back to first down. The, yeah, the, the budo kind of essence had been washed yeah. out and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't I couldn't punch. I couldn't make a front stance. I was falling over all the time. <laughs> you know, did you wash, it wasn't the did same. Did you wash it? Because like, I know tall Paul washes his belt. 
his belt's very white all the time. You think people whose belts have gone really white, it's because they wash them? I think people wash their belts, man. Because they want it to turn white faster. No, 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 no. I don't. As in, like normally, like mine, like my belt is disgusting, right? It's, hmm. it's, it's talking at this point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I could laughs> feed yeah. me, Seymour. Uh, so you know, like, I, so I, the, what I do is I, I'll, I'll, I actually rinse it sometimes because sometimes I'm just like, this is actually fucking disgusting. Whatever it is, but I wouldn't put it in the washing machine, like or anything like that. Like maybe you should. But I'm scared because color can come off, like. The dye comes off a little bit. I'm scared that to turn like I don't know, fuck, fuck up. So, so well, know. when I did it, when I did it, um, not none of the black came off as far as I could see. Maybe yeah. if you washed it again and again and again, some of the black would come off. But the white bits got kind of whiter. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. Paul's yeah. white bits uh, are very are white, really white. So I think he washes his belt every time. That's it. Your white bits are kind of brown. <laughs> My white bits are, are, are grey and grey, brown and yellow. Yeah. Like yeah, because the color is rubbing off, but it's like not coming off completely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Give it a wash. Go on. Give it a wash. Yeah, maybe. But then watch out for your first few sessions after you get back because the budo has yeah. just gone out of the belt. That's it. You get smacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get fucking clipped. Okay, um, your fail of the week. My fail of the week. That my fail of the week actually happened on the way here, man. On the way here, uh, I just finished teaching outside, and I was walking up to do Zoom in here uh, for the adults. And uh, I was walking along past uh, these houses on the way here, and this little girl came out of her uh, gate. The gate was her wee gate was open, and she came out full. No, she came out full pelt and slammed right into me. She didn't see me. I was already walking across, and she just she was like, "I'm going to get into the front seat." Oh no! And I took this little girl was done, man. She was she she cracked right into me, and I was like, "Jesus!" And I was like, you okay? And her mum was caught. I was like, I did. I was like, I did. <laughs> the kids, this kid starts. <laughs> you know the way when kids do, they're like, ah. The slow cry. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, but the mum is like, oh, I seen her run out there. And she didn't see you. Don't worry. I was like, thank God. But this little girl was crying. Like, oh, Is that like, the full story now, Ross? No, what happened was Did you do the pivot came, hook? This, <laughs> this kid came out and I just fucking flying knee her right in the face. <laughs> Training just up, kicked in. Grounded by shots to Oh man! Um, and they were so like, "She's out! Stop the fight! Stop the fight!" <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, this little I've, I act uh, without intent, but like yeah, this <laughs> just, little girl. just by being just, just by being a man in the world, you ended up fucking flooring a little girl. That's a wee shame. A wee shame. <laughs> And that's the patriarchy. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. I mean, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's we're unfair. Just, just unfair. We're just out here taking up space, you know. We, exactly. we try not to. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's more comfortable if I spread my legs out like this. <laughs> just to me, uh, there's no other reason. Sitting like fucking this on the bus is shit, man. Yeah, man. Like, I'm a feminist, but come on. <laughs> come, come on. <laughs> ah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that was a wee bit. That was a, a, a fail of the day. <laughs> you didn't have your Zan Shin, man. You would have seen her coming. I was get to class. That's my. <laughs> Came out nowhere, man. I was like literally like. <laughs> what? <laughs> I should have just kept walking. <laughs> yeah, it no, happens all I the felt, time. I felt terrible. I felt terrible. Oh, Poor wee thing. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, um, <laughs> that's a note to end the podcast on anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks very much for listening guys it has been fun 
first time on video desk. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so hopefully next week, Sensei Seth. Next time you'll be hearing from Ooh. us, you'll be hearing from bit of a karate legend now. Bit a bit of a, a, a YouTube one of the, star. One of the top karate YouTubers at the moment. So, yep, yeah. Yep, very good. And he, if you see him, he kind of defies physics because he's about... He's, t- he's like tall, your build. Taller, taller than me. Yeah. My shape and size. Yeah. But can jump and spin and flippy kick all the bottles in the world. And the everything. ninja amazing. shit that it's he amazing. pulls out uh, is fucking awesome. Very athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun to see. So, yeah. Enjoy that one. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for listening, Deep folks. Deep bows and horses. Oh, oh, <laughs>